know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire Clothes may still be torn and tattered. All right, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That. Uh, for those of you who have not listened, this is sort of a movie matchmaking show in a certain way where I show people movies that they haven't seen that I feel they should, whether they be cinema classics or uh, bizarre cult movies that I feel like more people should see. Uh, I, you can see from the uh, uh, title of the show. That we are watching Goodfellas today, uh, one of my favorite movies, and joining me on the show is actually, uh, you're the first relative of mine that's been on the show. Uh, my sister, Kinsey Campbell, is on the show today. Hello. Yeah. Now you, so I've, this is interesting because in some ways you're a little bit the impetus for this podcast. Uh, amongst other people, I've talked about, there's a lot of people I talk to and I'm like, you haven't seen that movie? But I've been showing you movies for years and years. You have been. Many, many movies. That I have not seen. Right, exactly. And there's still many, many more you have not seen. Every day I think a movie comes up that I have not seen. <laughs> it's true. Um, now, there is a, so you're going to probably, this is, the, this is your first time on the show. Yes. Uh, first time on a podcast, I believe, right? Yep, my first podcast. Yeah. All right. How does it feel? It's a little strange, but is I've it? listened to a lot of podcasts, so it's kind of cool to be on one. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, but so th- I was sort of thinking about because I knew I wanted to have you on the show. Obviously, um, w- uh, what movie to start with? And I felt like Goodfellas is a good place. This is a movie I talk about a lot. Would you say y- you you do talk about it a lot, and you frequently point out how many references I know to this movie? Yes, this is a this is a movie that's frequently uh, uh, yeah referenced or parodied or uh, make people make loving homages to uh, in things. Yes. Um, Things you have seen, yes, uh, and and it's I'm always fascinated by this when, when I when I show people iconic movies they haven't seen, uh, like when we had Katie on the show talking about Indiana Jones, she's like, oh, I see where like <laughs> this movie has been uh, not necessarily ripped off, but you know borrowed from oh, yeah. from every basically every adventure film ever made after Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark is referencing Raiders Definitely of the Lost Ark. Is. Yeah, you had seen those movies, yes, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, seen those, seen those, seen those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you only recently saw the James Bond films. Yes, only recently saw those. Had not seen many of those. Had only really seen the the Daniel the Craig Daniel ones. Craig ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your 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 film education is ongoing. You you probably have seen more iconic movies than a lot of the guests of this show. Oh well, that's uh, good to know. Yeah, this being uh, one that. But you have seen you have seen at least some films by Mr. Martin Scorsese who directed this. Yeah, I've seen a couple of his films. Yeah, I know Probably you've seen, not very many. I know you've seen The Departed. I've seen The Departed. Um, is that it? That might be it, actually. I think I've only seen the one. Just the Depart- <laughs> Did you see Hugo? No. Oh, I see, I would have thought you would have seen Hugo. I think you recommended I watch it, but I, yeah, it's great. I never got around Hugo's to Hugo's fantastic. To to check it. That out. <laughs> so as I said, this movie is directed by Martin Scorsese. It was released theatrically September 21st, 1990. Oh, wow. Um, it was written by a guy named Nicholas Pileggi, uh, based on his book as well. His book was called Wise Guy, oh. not Goodfellas. Hmm. Uh, it's a true story uh, about a guy named Henry Hill, 
who will be played by Ray Liotta in this movie. Oh, I know him from Karina Karina. You know Ray Liotta from Karina Karina. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Ray Liotta fan from Karina Karina. Yeah, I loved Karina Karina as a, as a kid. <laughs> He's a bit different in this movie. A <laughs> little bit different. Uh, but not that different. Kind of the same. Sort of the same character in Still a lot of same ways. Character? Yeah, a bit. I think, <laughs> I think you're going to see some Karina Karina influences. Um, but I know you do watch The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. And uh, the character Fat Tony and, and the, the mob on that show. Oh. Heavily inspired by oh, okay. the characters of Goodfellas. Got it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, always liked, I sometimes like to talk about the taglines of a movie. Uh, these aren't that great. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> the tagline was three decades of life in the mafia. Oh, that's not very interesting. Murderers come with smiles. That's that's weird. Shooting people was no big deal. What? Yeah, I know. Those are disappointing taglines. Uh, in a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. That sounds more like a tagline. Yeah, but it's also kind of wordy and complicated it's, it's, and a, it's a little a confusing. Wordy. It kind of sounds like they're describing a TV show. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it feels more like a synopsis or something yeah, than, a, than a tagline. I mean, the tagline, they should go... I've never seen this on a poster, but they have it listed here. Is as far back as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a gangster. That that would have been a better ta- tagline. Yeah, because you know, I've said that how many times? You've probably. said that a lot. As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Um. Yeah, so this is uh, this is uh, very indicative of a certain kind of Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, you have seen The Departed. I think yeah. you'll see a lot of some of the same style as that. I always okay. ask people on the show, "What are you expecting to see from this movie?" What am I expecting to see? What are your What are your What's your anticipation for the film? What I, I'm assuming some violence. Uh, yeah, that's probably a safe assumption. Probably things not going well. Okay, maybe thing. maybe like things going well and then something bad happens and it all falls apart. Okay. That seems to happen in a lot of these movies. A lot of these gangster movies. Have you yeah. seen a lot of gangster films? No. No? But I know about gangster films mm-hmm. <laughs> that they don't usually... Things don't usually go well for the gangsters. Yeah. Is there going to be any like, you can't be half a gangster stuff <laughs> going on from, like boardwalk this, empire like boardwalk empire uh no they're pretty much full gangsters from start to finish in this i think i guess i'm wondering why you would want to be a gangster mm-hmm. well as as uh, henry hill says early in the movie which yeah. is for as long as i can remember i've always wanted to be a gangster why would you want to is does that go well him wanting to be a gangster we'll see this is henry does hill that was, end up being henry hill was a wants. real guy this is a, i said as i said this is a true story that nicholas pledgy wrote a book about um, Henry Hill and uh, and the mob that he was involved with in the what was this? This is like the fifties into the into the eighties, I think. Oh wow! So it spans it spans quite a while. That's a lot of time. The movie spans a lot of time. It's not a short movie either. Uh, it is sort of an epic. Do they do age makeup and stuff? Uh, very subtly. Okay. They they they, they actually do the age makeup. You'll see. You'll handle that well. No, they don't age that much. Okay, because sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll tell you a bit more about the real characters after we watch the movie, but some of the ages are fudged anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, we can. We, well, you, the, you you might be shocked at how how old some of these characters really were, <laughs> um, w- uh, as opposed to the actors who are playing them in this oh. movie. Um, yeah. So Nicholas Pileggi, who wrote this, he was a he wrote books and screenplays. He was married to Nora Ephron. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen. Many a, 
a Nora Ephron film. But probably not anything. Probably not anything. That her husband that did. Anything that her husband did. Nicholas Pledgy. Big fan of hers. Yeah. Uh, once again, quite different from her work, <laughs> this movie. Okay. Uh, so should not expect a Nora Ephron film. No, you should not. Um, all right. So anything else you're expecting to see from this movie? You said violence, things not going well. Yeah. I don't know. Complicated relationships with women. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm assuming that will probably be in there somewhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I don't know. Family. Fa- sure, sure. <laughs> family elements. Yeah. Doing this for the family. Or doing, doing this, doing it for the family. Yeah. Um, and you have not, we should add, you have not seen The Godfather. No, have not seen so, The Godfather. Because that sounds like, it sounds like you just made a Godfather reference, <laughs> but you didn't. No. Because The Godfather is all about family. Um, but this is not. You haven't seen The Godfather. No. You might come back on the show to talk about The Godfather. Probably will. Because that is pretty a pretty glaring omission. I was going to have you come on to talk about The Godfather. Y- you were, and then but, you changed it to Goodfellow. Yeah, because this is probably a controversial opinion, and I'm sure I'll get comments about this. <laughs> I think Goodfellas is the best gangster movie ever made, not The wow. Godfather. Um, and that's I'm sure that's controversial. But uh, the style of it, to me, is is a big reason for that. Just the way Scorsese directs. And these characters are more interesting. I don't know. That's me. Hey. Oh. I mean, you know I like Godfather Part 2 better than the first one anyway, so. Yes. Um, and don't you love the third one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Godfather Part 3. What were we watching where somebody mentioned that they only saw the third one, the good one? Oh, I don't know, but there was a reference on something. Well, they said, like they said I've, o- I've, only seen, I've only seen Godfather Part 3, the best one. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but yeah. that was a funny joke. Yeah, that was there was something about that. But yeah, this is so I would say like in the lexicon of of gangster movies, uh Goodfellas and, and Godfather are sort of the ones that are thrown around. And there are some we'll talk about the sort of it's not a sequel, but there's sort of a spiritual sequel to this movie. Oh. Um we'll talk about it after we watch this. Okay. Um but yeah, I think we're gonna watch the movie now. Uh it's Goodfellas. If you want to watch along with us or I guess you can go ahead and pause the show because we're going to watch it right now. Um, or if you've seen it or have seen it as many times as I do and are like, I got it, uh, go ahead and, and just keep listening. And we'll, we'll be back in a second uh, having watched the film. Uh, and we'll uh, get Kinsey's opinions about what it is. And I'll talk a bit about why I love it so much. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. So we've watched Goodfellas now. Uh, I always start with sort of just uh, an overall first opinion or, you know, I mean, sort of a broad, we'll get into more specifics of the movie, but what did you, what's your overall reaction to this movie? I would say that I liked it more than I thought I would. That's good. And that even, it's a long movie, but I it did not feel long. No, it's a very, the pace of the movie is relentless, actually. Yeah, it moves very quickly. Yeah, it's it's almost two and a half hours. It uh, did not feel like two and a half hours. Right, Scorsese's filmmaking is very quick, very visceral. Uh, the editing style 
uh, Thelma Schoonmaker, uh, Scorsese's editor, uh, keeps the pace going constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true about a lot of his movies. He, a lot of his movies are pretty long, but they don't necessarily feel that way. No, not at all. Uh, so, um, what was some other kind of just general opinions of the movie? Yeah. Um, I li- I liked Karen. You liked Karen? I liked his wife. As played by Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, she didn't let him get away with anything. That's true. Which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, what did you think of Henry Hill, our protagonist? I I I went back and forth okay. on him as I do with many characters in movies and TV. I felt mm-hmm. like sometimes I was with him, and other times I'm just like, "Why are you doing this?" Like when he got into <laughs> cocaine, it was just yeah, that was just a bad bad decision and <laughs> everything really went downhill after that and yeah yeah i know there's there's definitely a lot of points in this movie where you're like oh what are you doing yeah and i felt bad for his relationship with polly because mm-hmm. polly really seemed to care for him and he messed that relationship up pretty badly with Getting involved with the drugs and the wrong <laughs> the people he told him not to get involved with. Yeah, exactly. He seems to do exactly the opposite of what Polly tells him. Yeah, he does. He yeah. literally does <laughs> the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, and we can just go through some of the main characters here because we also have Jimmy, Jimmy Conway, played by Robert De Niro. Yeah. What was your take on Jimmy? He was very businesslike. Mm-hmm. He had his glasses. Yes, he did. Um. I thought they aged him well. Yeah, they didn't they, overdo it. No, that's why I said earlier that when we started that the, the age stuff is pretty subtle. You know, they grab yeah, people's hair. They grade his hair. You get some lines around the eyes and stuff, but it's not. You know, no prosthetics are used or anything like that to make no. him. No, uh, because they also. I mean, Paul Servino, who plays Polly, is the one who probably got aged up the most of anybody. Yeah, um, you see him really age, and he's supposed to be older than everybody. Um, and then our last sort of main character is Tommy. Oh boy, played by Joe Pesci. I was not. You were not a fan. I was not a fan of of Tommy. Of Tommy, he he was a loose cannon. Oh yeah, <laughs> pretty much the entire film, and yeah, pretty much just from start to caused film. trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy DeVito is the character, and uh, yeah, he's certainly he's the most dangerous of the. Oh yeah, of the characters, I, mean, I think. You insult him. With, like, the tiniest insult, and <laughs> he's probably going to shoot you, or at least point a gun at you. Yeah. Oh, for Which sure. Just, that was... Yeah. I, I did mean, like his mom. You did like his mom? I liked his mom. I thought his mom was Has sweet. played by Catherine Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, that, with her art. <laughs> and her food. Yeah. All that stuff was improvised. <laughs> was uh, all the stuff with his mother was improvised. Um, a good chunk of the movie was improvised. A lot of Martin Scorsese's movies are, are heavily improvised. I, I didn't know. They don't seem like they would be No, what they No, they improvised. don't. Well, because the thing is, his camera is so controlled and specific. I mean, what I've heard is if you work with him, you, you, you can say whatever you want, but as long as you stand right there for when the camera spins around and sees you. Oh. That's the important thing. He's into the visuals, but he wants the authenticity of the dialogue. Oh wow! And that's this whole thing, especially with a movie like this. He really wanted to capture this culture uh, of these Italian American mobsters, uh, which I think he does. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I don't. I mean, I think so. And and, and I know this movie has become, <laughs> did become popular amongst actual gangsters and, and oh, things it like did? that. Oh yeah, sure. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm always fascinated by the fact that like a lot of real life criminals started taking on things from 
movies and yeah. running their business. Like The Godfather was like that as well. People started to act like the characters in The Godfather in their actual criminal dealings. Oh, that's I did not know that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so let's go through the movie a little bit. The movie opens, uh, and, excuse me as I use a film school term here, uh, in media res, which is yeah. in the middle of the action. And we have Tommy, Jimmy, and Henry are driving a car, and something starts thudding in the back. Yeah. Uh, and did you think that there was a body back, or there was a guy in the trunk? I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. But And they open the trunk, and we'll learn it's Billy Batts, uh, who yeah. we'll meet later in the movie. We have no context for him. No. Here, he's just a bloody guy in he's a trunk. A guy. And Tommy starts stabbing him with a kitchen knife. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy shoots him yeah. several times. Uh, and then comes the line, for as, you know, for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they went knife and then And then gun. shot him. Yeah. And that knife he pulled out was... It's a ridiculous... It's, it's a very large knife. Yeah, it's just, it's this crazy large kitchen knife. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that big of a knife to just be pulled out of a jacket yeah yeah yeah. uh and then we flash back to uh henry hill as a a kid or a teenager sort of i would assume he's a teenager 13 14 probably in in those opening scenes we go back to 1955 uh and he's palling around with gangsters yeah yeah he's working for them his dad is pretty terrible yeah his dad is Very his dad angry man dad finds out that he hasn't been going to school for months they months say. uh and he starts beating him with a belt for that yeah uh and then this is one of my favorite things in the movie what the gangsters do to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore is they don't threaten the father or the school no, they threaten I, the postman they the, i thought they were gonna go after the dad no but no the postman <laughs> the poor postman who doesn't who they threaten to stick on. in a pizza oven yeah yeah they really threaten that guy oh yeah that to not deliver. They don't get any mail. Right. Exactly. Yeah. At that point, the guy just stops delivering yeah, any mail. They don't. Mom, they, they only tell him to not bring the stuff yeah, to the school. The but, mom has to go down to the post office herself and get the mail. Yeah. Because of them. Yeah. So we see sort of young Henry uh, dabbling in crime. Uh, he's blowing up cars. Yeah. He's he has a cool shot of running away from some cars blowing up. Yeah. Uh, that is a cool shot. Uh, we also see him in a nice suit. Yeah, and she's very impressed with his shoes. His fancy, shiny his fancy shoes. shoes. Yeah, I mean, there's this whole thing about how he's making more money than his father now and stuff. Yeah, he's making more money than, like, everyone yeah. who lives near him. Right, because he's working for, as we mentioned, Paulie, Paul Cicero, yeah. uh, who's uh, and his brothers. The, the Cicero brothers sort of run the... Uh, the neighborhood and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, what the neighbors don't even park in there in their driveway. driveway, even though they don't have a car. Right, because he's got the respect. Because he's got respect. The whole beginning of this movie is kind of you were talking about, like why would you want to be a gangster? And the whole mm-hmm. beginning of this movie kind of answers that. Yeah, he get he has a family mm-hmm. with these guys that's better than it's certainly the, the terrible the family. Terrible family he lives with. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, he's got money, he's got respect. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you were quite taken with the amount of money that was so being thrown around. So much money being thrown around by these people. Everybody gets tipped, and they're just tossing out hundreds and thousands yeah. of dollars. Oh, yeah. Unquestionably. And, and in fact, when we're introduced to uh, Jimmy Conway, the uh, uh, 
De Niro character, he's shoving hundreds in people's jackets. Yeah, just into the pocket. Yeah. When Jimmy's introduced, he's portrayed as the coolest guy ever, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's impressed with him. He's the rock star gangster. Yes. Uh, And then we meet uh, a young Tommy DeVito as well. Yeah. uh, uh, Who's... uh, he doesn't make much of an impression when he's young, necessarily. No, he doesn't, really. Uh, you don't get to see him, really, until Joe Pesci takes over the yeah, character. Yeah, when he becomes pretty Now, this movie pretty did. Crazy. This movie's nominated for several Academy Awards. That's not surprising. That's not surprising? No. Uh, what's, what, what, what probably might be surprising to you is that it didn't really win any. Oh. It won one. It won one? It won one Academy Award. Let me see here. Uh, uh, it was nominated for... Uh, six and it won one and that was for joe pesci for best supporting actor oh yeah i could see that he kind of has the standout performance but it was also no- it was nominated for best picture best director best screenplay best editing and best supporting actors for lorraine brocco oh. so but it lost all those to was this dances with wolves i want to say one that year possibly a movie i have not seen no yep dances <laughs> with wolves beat it uh, I'm going to go ahead and question that decision right now, because, <laughs> yeah, this movie I like more. Uh, but that, yeah. That makes sense. Right. This is the movie that's probably more up your alley than, than Dance with Wolves. with Wolves. I mean, Dance with Wolves I have respect for, but yeah, this is a... This, yeah, this movie, yeah, there's, there's, there's such energy in this film, you know. There is a lot of I mean, energy. think about how much time is covered as well. 30 plus a, a years a lot of years yeah years are just passing yeah but it, the movie doesn't indicate i mean occasionally there's some specific things where they go four years later but for the most part it just blazes through time and yeah. you have to you have to stick with it you sort Scor- of look at people's hairstyles and go i think time has passed yes yeah, scorsese doesn't really hold your hand on telling you how stuff is passing no it's kind of like mad men you just have to guess mm-hmm. how much time has passed exactly yeah all of a sudden like like um Henry and Karen have kids, and you know, yeah, and, they then they, and then when they have the kids, you can sort of tell by how old the kids are. Right, like, exactly. Okay, time has passed. Yeah, because well, because so we make the jump from uh, teenage Henry to adult Henry, now played by Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. um, and and of course the narration throughout the movie, yeah, is uh, is a key thing as well. Because I think that's I think the narration is really important because it kind of brings you into that world. Like this is how business is done. Mm-hmm. Like he's he Henry's telling you how. How being a gangster works. Yeah, I didn't like the narration. Yeah, and then at a certain point, Karen starts taking over with narration as yeah, well. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Karen to have narration. That yeah. was surprising. I sort of like, oh, whoa, somebody else's. Yeah, we we can talk about how Karen is introduced actually, which is that um, uh, why, why, why am I forgetting his name? No, Tommy wants to uh, uh, get get together with some. Girl, and she wants to sleep with a girl. Yeah, and and she won't go out alone with him, so she has to bring her friend Karen, and then uh, he wants to bring Henry. Uh, and Henry is is a real dick to her. Oh, he's terrible. He basically just she's sitting there, and he's not even looking at her. Right, because he's got to go meet uh, Tootie, who's one of the other Cicero brothers, uh, about something. Yeah, he did not want to go on the stage. And so he just wants to get out of there. He wants. He sort of like shoves her into the car at the end of the day, walks her to the house, and then turns and leaves her. Exactly, yeah. And uh, uh, then they're supposed to go out again, and he stands her up. And yeah. then I think this is where you took a liking to Karen. I took a liking to Karen when he... I was surprised that Karen would want to go out with him again. 
but that she was like, we're going to track him down Uh and I'm going to yell at him on the street. Right. And then just lets him have it. And then at that point, that's sort of when Henry's like, oh, who is this girl? Like, yeah, because it's just like she doesn't put up with that. Right. She's not going to be treated poorly by this guy. Exactly. Yeah. And she's Jewish, which is a big deal in this. Yeah. She covers up his his cross cross and says my parents can't see that. Yeah. And says that he's half Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Because in actuality, he's half Italian, half Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also trouble for this world. Like, like what your heritage is big in, oh, in the yeah. world of Goodfellas, because uh, Jimmy and Henry are both half Irish, and therefore unable to be made men in the organization. Yeah, um, you have to be full Italian. Mm-hmm. Full uh, Italian. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. So, so we and a lot of the beginning scenes are the movie doesn't really have a plot per se like not in a classical sense no it doesn't and you just sort of get this this piece this these 30 years of henry hill's life inside the mafia um i mean there's there's sort of plots within that because you get into the lufthansa there are like heist little plot the killing of billy bats the his relationship with karen Mm -hmm. uh the his, his cocaine dealings and stuff like that but for the most part yeah we're just sort of following this guy through these different things yeah there's not one plot that you follow so in the beginning they're still having it seems like they're having a lot of fun like they are having fun in the beginning yeah uh they're going to the clubs yeah because we see uh, uh one of the first times we actually see joe pesci as tommy is the uh a very famous scene the uh um how am i funny scene yes yeah which tells you a lot about that character i i i, I did not let understand his humor or find <laughs> His humor funny? Well, because he's screwing with Henry, because Henry says you're funny, and he gets into this whole thing about, what, what I amuse you? Am I a clown to you? What is this? You know, you yeah, think I'm funny? Very, and he's just like, no, you're funny. You say funny things. Like, you do. You think my voice is funny? I don't... Yeah, it's like he was telling a funny story. Everyone was laughing, but mm-hmm. then... When Henry says, says that. Says you're a funny guy, and then it's just... But then Henry stuff. knows him enough to know he's screwing with him. Yeah. But then the owner of the place comes over and asks asks him to pay his bill. Yeah. And he smashes a bottle. Well, it was, was $7,000. Well, he I think he had, it had accumulated over time. He just kept saying, put it on a tab. And then they all found that hilarious. That he that smashed he a bottle over the guy's head. And yeah. then he shoved like a table or something at a, at a waiter. At a waiter. And they yeah. all thought that was also funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> that's horrifying. He's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's a completely dangerous uh, unhinged nut job. Yeah, so I was just like, that is not funny. And then he points a gun at at, uh, at Henry. At, at Henry, and it's like, I'm going to shoot you. And they're all like, ha, ha, ha. It's like, no. <laughs> no. Not funny. What if it accidentally goes off? <laughs> Which we, something kind of like that happens later in the movie. Yes, it does. Um, So we, uh, we, yeah, we sort of get to know the crew and, and such as, uh, and then we also see um, uh, Henry sort of wooing Karen mm-hmm. uh, in one of the most iconic scenes in the film, which is the the um, Copacabana scene. Yeah, when they're walking through there and he's putting 20s in uh-huh. everybody's pocket. But it's this unbroken take through the back of uh, the kitchen up into the uh, main room of the Copacabana. Which I love that they there's no table for him, so they just bring a table yeah, they bring over. A table for they him. just set one up for him, yeah, because that's what he is. I mean, the, yeah, the whole beginning of this movie, you are kind of like, all right, yeah, I do want to be a gangster. This yeah, is cool. It's, it's a pretty nice. It's fun to be a gangster. This is how nice. a lot. Of, I know you haven't seen a lot of gangster movies, but this is kind of how they always go. Like, like everything in the beginning is all money and fun, and we're having a great time. We're being gangsters, and this is awesome. And then inevitably, 
things are going to fall apart yeah. for these people not, as they do so in in reality most of the time. I mean, it's pretty rare when these gangster stories actually it's almost impossible that they ever end well. They for the most part end with I don't people dead or in jail. Could end well. No, it's sort of the nature of the thing. Like sooner or later either you're going to get arrested or you're going to get killed. Yeah. I just don't see how it doesn't end that way right exactly that's just kind of how it works you can go back to anybody like you look at the great gangsters of like a capone or um uh john Gotti or pablo escobar or any of these guys eventually you know they end up dead or in jail because mm-hmm. it's just kind of the nature of the thing so it's, uh, that's something that always fascinates me as well with these is it's just like you're you're going for as long as you can <laughs> but inevitably you're gonna they you're gonna for go. a while they do go for quite a while they're not really the guy the interesting thing is they're not really the the kingpins of it. No. I mean Polly is, but even Polly's lost control of them as we see Yeah, by the, the end he doesn't seem to really be doing a whole lot. Right. Um but so throughout the movie we also see that they they're um Jimmy in particular is into heists, stealing stuff off of trucks and Yes, they point that out. Yeah, he really enjoys He likes stealing. Yeah. <laughs> like he likes to steal things. Yeah. Which is that. which is interesting. <laughs> I don't want to steal things, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, but they specifically, they, they steal a lot of stuff off of trucks. There's a scene where he's wheeling uh, fur coats. Oh, yeah, they have uh, a lot of Henry. fur coats. Yeah, they keep stealing... Well, because they just sort of steal, like, whatever... they don't know where to they... put the fur coats. Yeah, they're putting them in the freezer. They're in the... the freezer. Yeah. Because it's summer or something? Like, who would want fur coats in the summer? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> and, uh, and then the protection racket is also... Um, Polly's big thing is that he offers protection to people. Oh yeah, um, which is pretty common in in, in sort of gangster stories. Uh, one of the and then we get into the um, uh, the left hands of heist eventually, mm-hmm. which is which is sort of one of the key uh, parts of this um, is this big which is this happens. This is, I mean, this is a true story. Uh, it was this big multi million dollar heist uh, committed by these guys. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. And Samuel L. Jackson is involved in the heist. I did not know he was in this movie. I was surprised to see him. Yeah, this is pretty young very Samuel L. Jackson. Very young. Yeah. Uh, fairly early in his career, in a very, very small part. but Yeah, it's not very big. Yeah, but he's uh, he's there. Um, and I love the scenes with uh, <laughs> with uh, uh, Johnny Roastbeef is the guy <laughs> who buys his wife a Cadillac. The pink... A big pink Cadillac, pink Cadillac. After Jimmy had specifically told him not to buy anything with the money. Don't buy anything with the money. Yeah, money. and then he he, and then right after he <laughs> chides him, uh, Frankie Carbone comes in, and his wife's got a brand new fur coat, beautiful white fur coat. Right, exactly, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they sort of instantly leave the party. Yeah, it's not going. This is Christmas time. Yes, it's a Christmas party. Yeah. It's, I think I said it didn't look like a very fun Christmas no, party. Because it's mainly Jimmy yelling at people. Yeah, for spending money. Right, exactly. And just being like everyone is an idiot. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. So they, they steal yeah, you know, they steal all his money and then uh and then so they, there's all these sort of threads that hang through the movie because earlier in the film we should talk about the we should talk about uh, Billy Batts, who is a guy who I believe he's just gotten out of prison, he says. And I think so. and he's yeah, or he's just gotten back, uh, and uh, he's insulting Tommy, calling yeah. him a shoe shine he's boy. Gotta go get your shoe shine equipment, and yeah, which feels really, really going after him with the shoe shining. Stuff. Which feels really dumb. 
it's probably not a good idea. It's what well, we it's know. It's not a good idea. We know it's it was not a, a bad idea. idea, but he thought he was being funny. Yeah. And then even after he, the, the situation sort of dissipated, he goes back he one more time. He gets one more shot in, which was really dumb. And then they kind of wait for everybody to leave, and then Jimmy and Tommy beat him, presumably to death. Yeah, they think they beat him to death, but they because they really, I mean, blood is. Oh yeah, flying. I mean, I would have thought he's dead too. Like there, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's there, there's that shot of Tommy punching him, and blood is just spraying into his face. Yeah, there's quite a bit of blood in that scene yeah it's it's a fairly violent movie uh it is yeah it's not as violent as i as you thought, thought it was, it was gonna, be. gonna be i mean there are there are moments of vi- when the violence is there it's very bloody and yeah. uh and realistic in that sense but yeah no there's not constant violence there no. at the movie. um there's sort of these moments of violence uh which then leads us back to our f- the what how the movie starts with the um Billy bats in the trunk of the car, the but car. first they have to stop to get a shovel at Tommy's mom's house. Yeah, and they don't want to wake up his mom, but uh-huh. she is already she's already awake. up, <laughs> and she wants to give them some pasta. Yeah, because she hasn't seen him in a while. Yeah, she, she hasn't seen Jimmy in a while, so she wants to make him some food and show off her painting. Her painting of a man, two dogs that are a, looking in opposite directions. Yeah, which I like that directions. Tommy points out one dog's looking this way, the other dog's looking this way, and the guy's like, "Don't ask me about it." Yeah. <laughs> The movie's really funny and, and, and more humor in it than than you would than think. I thought that was going. Yeah, to be. they're they're pretty funny characters, particularly they for are. as psychotic as Tommy is. Particularly Tommy, he is funny. I mean, Joe, we, I mean, you know Joe Pesci as a comedic actor, obviously, because I, I think you know him from Home Alone and Home Alone. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, those are the movies that I know him. From. Right, where he plays very comedic characters oh, in both yeah. of those. Um, so it makes sense. Like he always has had a, a good sense of humor for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and continuing here, but it's undercut in this movie by this this um, sociopathic. Oh yeah, he will tendency snap towards violence so fast. Oh yeah, and and has zero uh, respect for human life. Oh yeah, he'll just kill you. <laughs> it doesn't matter he at does all. I mean. Not care. I mean, because he just, yeah, as soon as they see that Billy Bats is uh, alive, he just starts stabbing. I do like he oh, borrows yeah. the, he's, he grabs the biggest kitchen knife there is and he says, I'm going to need to borrow this knife, Ma. I need to, I got to, yeah, he, he, just... he says that they hit a deer and he's going to have to cut the uh, deer parts out of the front of his car is what he, it's an interesting, it's what he tells her. That he it's still a gory him. thing. I like that. It's still, yeah, it's still very gory. Yeah. And but she goes along with it. Yeah. His mother's interesting because she seems completely unaware of his involvement in very any kind of unaware. crime. Yeah. She just I don't know what she th- He's a very sweet boy. Yeah, and why when is he going to settle down and meet a nice girl? Yeah. You know, like uh, Which I guess makes sense if you're yeah. his mom and Which, she's old so. Yeah, cuz both Jimmy and Tom uh, not Tommy, Jimmy and Henry are married. Uh yeah. we should talk about the wedding scene. Oh, the wedding was The wedding's quite interesting. This extravagant. It's huge. Yeah, it's gigantic and cuz I mean it's that um Italian, you know, cat like Catholic families there's, that, you know, so there's tons people. of people and everyone's named uh, Paul or Peter. Yeah, and all the women are Marie. Yeah, and they're all married. And all to their women. children are named Marie. Yeah, exactly. And they have a huge wedding cake that has like steps on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. It's so mm-hmm. huge. And once again, the money. Oh man, all the people have envelopes full of money that they yeah full of hundreds. Bag. Yeah. And she's worried. Karen's worried that it's going to get stolen. And then he and then uh, Henry tells her nobody here is going to steal it. No. That's the that's the whole world. I always like movies that are about entering worlds like this, and this is very oh, much that. She you definitely you enters this you enter this world. Well, I love the scene where she's with all the other wives. Oh man! And she's so different from all, from everybody very else's wives. Very different wife. than them. You see that the makeup. She talks about the makeup they wear, the their hair, makeup what they wear. Different. Yeah, they're it's, all wearing blue or green or. 
bright pink eyeshadow. And a lot of it, too. A lot of it. Yeah. And their hair. I mean, it's that, it's, I mean we're in, at oh, that point, what, the 60s? Move. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's that 60s look. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting how much of the movie is from Karen's perspective. Uh, yeah. A, her, a fair amount of it. Of her entering this very strange yeah. world i did like karen's clothes yeah especially in the 60s yes yeah, is that right i did her <laughs> her like red swimsuit when they're hanging mm-hmm. out and that scene where she gets i guess i don't know attacked by oh yeah we didn't talk about neighbor, the scene well, like, and like she's wearing that pink sweater, one of the key like, like romantic scenes in this movie it's a very interesting romantic it's a scene, scene where a, 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 the, the guy who lives across the street from her has sort of like forced tried to force himself on yeah, her and then pushed her out of a yeah. car yeah and then uh henry goes over with a and with the back end of a pistol brutally beats the beats guy him. In front of his friends. In front of his friends. They're working on a car. And I love, he points the gun at one of the friends. The guy's just like, don't shoot! Yeah, those guys don't know what's (laughs) happening or want any part of it. And then he goes and gives Karen the gun to hide. Yeah. And then she has her line about, like, other women would be freaked out, but that turned her on. Yeah, she was in that. She was into seeing him do that and hiding a gun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Saw no problem with that. (laughs) Hands her a bloody gun, and that's, that's an I love you in the world of Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I love you, but <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's the world. Yeah, I mean, you don't care so much. That guy sounds terrible. And oh he, no, he did I try mean, to rape he her. Basically, definitely so. was not a good guy. He was the guy in the. He was the guy at the to, like at the, the country club, club. And the, the tennis outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the very sixties douchebag. Oh yeah. Um, but then something you were quite bothered by was the fact that all these guys also have girlfriends. I was not into that. What <laughs> Friday nights are for the girlfriends at the club? Right. Exactly. I was not into that and idea. Like, and uh, um. Uh, Henry has a girl named Janice. I was not into Janice. You were not into Janice. No. <laughs> uh, who he keeps an apartment for. Yeah. A very nice apartment. Very nice it's apartment. A huge yeah. apartment. He fa- and he spends, he spends a couple nights a week there, he says. Yep. And uh, he beats up her boss? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, she works at like a hair salon. Yeah. And and he and Jimmy go over and rough <laughs> the guy up and tell him that Janice can come in whenever she wants. Yep. <laughs> everyone's answer in this movie is to just like just rough somebody up yeah, and you'll get what you want if there's a problem we'll just go beat him up yeah exactly and that's that's kind of the world these guys live in and they get away with it because who's going to oh, question yeah. them they work for quality or whatever you know um so i'm trying to think what else is happening so they, they've killed billy bats uh but Bill, they find out billy bats is a made man yes which is bad news which i didn't know what a made man that was. was yeah i mean and they talk about in this movie it's like the He's our guy, you know. You can't just go and kill a made guy because he's no. with us. Uh, and then, the, like the Left Hans of the Heist, like, and then that as well. There's sort of this thing where there's these threads that are hanging, where like something happens, but then the repercussions don't come till much later in the that movie. That was surprising to me. Of you find that out about the Billy Bats guy, mm-hmm. but the consequences for that don't come, come way immediately. Later. They, they come a the lot. The whole later. Left Hans of Heist is actually between those things yeah so i was not i thought like oh well we're instantly gonna deal with that mm-hmm. but no because then a big part of the movie is uh uh jimmy and tommy cleaning up the loose ends of the left tonsa highs yes uh in rather brutal fashion very brutal they start by killing uh samuel jackson's character yep um he's shot several times yeah while he's getting dressed yeah which is not not good uh that's a really weird scene too like he he finds these weird moments to insert comedy as well oh with the coffee yeah because tommy shoots um i wish i could remember the character's name I'll have, let me look it up uh who samuel jackson plays um 
he shoots him. Uh, oh, was it? Damn it. Um, oh, I don't see it here, but uh, he shoots him in the head and then multiple times after that. Uh, Stax Edwards is his name. Uh, and then uh, he had told uh, Frankie Carbone to go make a cup of coffee. coffee. And then he said, make that coffee to go. And he starts to take the he coffee He starts pot. to take the He's coffee He's like, what pot. are you doing? <laughs> what are you taking the coffee? I'm not serious. Yeah, he thought, he didn't realize that was a joke. Right, exactly. He was taking making the coffee very seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, I, I don't know. And then, yeah, and so he, he shoots him. And then um, there's the character in the movie, the guy with the, uh, uh, the guy who sells wigs. Oh, with the commercial. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he, which is a really weird kind of funny little bit as well, actually, is the uh, the commercial you see for yeah. the, the wigs don't move. Yeah, he's jumping into the pool and his yeah. wig stays on. Right, exactly. Um, and he, uh, yeah, so he's a, a part of the left Hansa heist. Yes. Uh, and he told, um, Jimmy tells Henry... Uh, that he's going to kill him. And then he says he's not going to kill him. And then they do kill him. I was surprised he survived as long. That guy? As he did, I really Because he'd been kind of a jerk to Jimmy the whole movie. For most of the movies, so I thought he was going to die a lot sooner. Yeah. You no, know, he makes it for quite a bit of the movie. But yeah, I was not surprised. Before and Tommy puts an ice pick in the back of his I was head. Surprised. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be killed by an ice pick, but <laughs> the second they got into that car and they were talking about You knew that was the end for get- him? food and he sat and there was two people behind him Mm -hmm. you you figured he was done at that point yeah i mean using sons of anarchy logic (laughs) if you turn your back well this is the thing you said you haven't seen a lot of gangster movies you have seen a lot of gangster television shows i have seen the gangster television sons of anarchy the wire um uh, breaking bad yeah so i certainly if you turn your back to people they're gonna kill you they're probably gonna kill you yeah so that actually leads me to the scene where they they they're excited because tommy's gonna get made Yes, and everybody's thrilled about that. They're did you did you think excited. they were going to kill Tommy in that scene? I knew I didn't think he was going to survive. You didn't think Tommy was going to survive the movie? No, not after killing that guy, Billy not Bats. Billy Bats. I didn't think he was going to make it. Right, and he was just he was too much of a loose cannon. Well, because we haven't we actually we, before we get to when Tommy gets killed, we should talk about his interactions with Michael Imperioli's character Spider. Oh man, who's just like a kid who kind of like ser- is like a server. He's what, making their, them at their, drinks at their poke. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of making them drinks at their like backroom poker game. Yeah, he's not. And then anything. he's he's he. Did, you didn't bring Tommy a drink when he brought he the other guys. Forgot to bring him a drink. Right, and so Tommy shoots him in the foot. Yep. He's shooting around him to be funny, and one of the bullets hits him in the foot. Uh, and everyone's reaction to that I love, where it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Why did you shot him in the foot? And he's like, ah. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't make a big deal out of it. So he got shot in the foot. Who cares? Yeah, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. Um, and then then <laughs> he's ho- then he's hobbling around Spider later. Yep. Uh, and he's, Tommy says something to him. He tells him to go fuck himself. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, Tommy, what are you going to do? And Tommy just blows him away. Yep. Shoots him several times right in the chest. Yep. And I like that Henry goes over. He's like, eh, "She's dead." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm pretty I sure was he's... pretty sure he was dead." Yeah, because I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, he, he said, there's no coming back. It was all shots in the chest. Oh, like yeah. everything. He just he, everything. Yeah, he blew him away. And even then, they're like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah, too far." Yeah, and then, but also not caring that much. It's more no. just like it's more the inconvenience of you know you're gonna have to dig the hole. Yeah, you have to go dig the hole. You have to dig the grave. And on he's this. like, "Whatever, I'll dig the hole." Yeah, I don't care. And then talking about like he was from a family of rats, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he was gonna be a rat. You know, yeah. it's like. 
Yeah. <laughs> Very weird scene. Very strange scene. You know what's interesting is you don't see um, Henry doesn't kill anybody in the movie. He doesn't, does he? No. Everybody else does. He's around the killing. But he never seems cool with it whenever somebody gets no. killed. You never see Henry all right. I mean, in that scene or in the Billy Bat scene, mm-hmm. he seems very uncomfortable. Like, he likes the, the money and the respect aspect, but he does not like the violence aspect of being a gangster, it seems no. like. No. I mean, when they have to go bury Billy Bats, when they go and dig up Billy dig Bats. Him up and he's not okay and they're the other two are making jokes. Right. And- he's not quite the sociopath that tommy and jimmy are no he's not at all no yeah he's definitely you get that sense um oh we should also talk about when they go to prison he does they, he, go, he, to prison. they do go to prison yeah i mean they go to they prison. go to prison they go to but a it's prison not what i think of when i think prison, of prison doesn't seem that bad in this movie no they basically live in a night like a, I mean, it's not really nice but like a big apartment and they can cook and they have their own bed they cook a lot too they cook a lot they're cooking like really nice italian food mm-hmm. and I, I this is what i always think of uh, is the um the razor blade on the garlic yeah so that it, it so liquefies delicate. instantly but when there's it hits a guy the who puts too much onions in the sauce. Yeah, yeah, I love that bit too, where he's talking about how many onions you put in. Oh, I put three onions in there. Well, how many? How much potato? Two, two cans of potato. Two big cans of <laughs> too many onions. Yeah, <laughs> too many. You don't onions. need to put that many onions in there. Yeah, it's very like a. It's almost like a wacky sitcom. In there. There's a lot of interactions like that in that movie. That were, were, and I think that comes out of that improvisational style where it feels very realistic. Where people are like, "We don't does. like, even though we're criminals, like get the onions out of the out yeah. of the sauce." Just you know, make the doing? food properly. Yeah, uh, so that's there's some fun stuff there, and then also Karen's upset because Janice is visiting. Janice him in, is visiting in him prison. In prison. Yeah. Well, and Karen has that scene where she goes to, to see Janice's apartment with the two kids and freaks out and on freaks her. out and freaks Janice out. Yeah, she's yelling about how she's a whore and. <laughs> Is this the building manager? Yeah. In apartment two hundred seven, there is a whore. Yeah, I love that she calls the building manager. Yeah. Karen is not a woman to be trifled with. Oh, no. You do not <laughs> mess with Karen. Right. Exactly. Um, and so Henry's in prison for like four years, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, and then he gets out. And, and, and think, I like that like because of the way the time is moving in the movie, Karen will be really upset with him. And then the next scene, she'll be fine. But that's because it's four she, years later. Yeah, she, like, she was fine when he got out of prison. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the thing. But then when he's out of prison, he takes up with another girl. Yes, he does. He gets involved with Sandy. That is not a good relationship. <laughs> Sandy's, Sandy's a cokehead. She's a mess. Yeah. She looks worse every time you see her. You see Henry, you see the beginning of, because Henry eventually has a drug problem. Oh, yeah. You see the beginning of that when he's in prison. He's popping pills. He's popping pills. And then he's having drugs sent to him. Yes. And so you, you sort, it's implied that he becomes addicted to drugs while he's in prison. Yeah. Uh, and then that gets a lot worse. Oh, it gets real bad. He becomes a full-on he, cocaine addict. He looks really bad. Oh, yeah. Like at the end of this At movie. the end of the movie, he yeah. He looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he and Sandy are doing coke throughout the movie then. Yes. And uh, and then Karen's and doing then coke. And then Karen's doing coke, so then they both just look yeah, exactly. like they haven't slept in years. Yeah, well, because, well, so Tommy gets killed. Uh, he gets shot in the head by the whoever obviously knew Billy Bats. Yes. Um, and uh, that kind of that kind of breaks Jimmy. Like Jimmy's not oh, okay. That really gets him. from for the rest of the movie. Jimmy's probably not okay. You really no. He's not the same guy after that. He um, pushes over a phone booth. Yeah, he does. Um, and yeah, because that was sort of like that was their one chance to be part of this thing. Yeah, was through Tommy, and that 
is now gone. And the other thing I like the that they shot him in the face so he can't get an open casket. Yeah, his mom can't have an open casket. If you yeah, know. which is which is a huge insult once again in this world. Like that's that's the worst thing they could do. Yeah, that then they they like knew that or something. Yeah, like they perp- they they, they were very specific purpose. about how they shot him. Um, that's one of the that's most strange. actually actually one of the bloodiest deaths in the movie is tommy's oh yeah you really see him get shot in the head and then yeah, and then there's that blood. overhead shot of them standing and the blood, and the blood. F- flowing out all over the floor i do think it's usually that scene that he knew the second he, the there second. wasn't anybody new yeah the second there wasn't anybody in there he knew that, he that knew. yeah he was done yeah because he's like oh shit and then, he and then yeah just right in the back of the head yeah uh yeah it's not <laughs> it's not good stuff but so then we we continue past that, and that's when we sort of delve heavy into the uh, cocaine stuff because he's got his ex baby. Henry's got his ex babysitter. Well, is that Lois? Yeah, fly- I did enjoy Lois flying um, uh, cocaine back and forth between them. Uh, uh, them, they're in New York and Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she's taking b- different babies with her on the plane, so that yeah, different look, babies. So it doesn't look suspicious. Who, what baby is it this week? Yeah, it was her sister's baby. Lois is a very strange character. She's kind of an idiot too. She is kind of an idiot. She has her hat. She doesn't fly without her hat. Yeah, and, and like it's sort of her fault that what's ha- what ends up happening to them a little. <laughs> oh bit. yeah, she's not super bright. No, because she makes a phone call on his home phone about <laughs> uh, about the drug deal. Oh yeah, and even though he told her not, not to, to use, use that the phone, home phone. Yeah. and then she instantly uses the home instantly phone. she's a complete moron yeah she's not smart no i do like <laughs> the actress who plays lois is uh and she just seems great. to not welker care. white is that actress's <laughs> name no she doesn't seem to care <laughs> oh man um but this whole sequence i love the 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 cocaine uh fueled day yeah with the was, with the helicopter, yeah, that's and he keeps seeing the hel- and then, and throughout that whole thing, you I, like I remember watching this and being like, "Is there a helicopter? Or is he like hallucinating?" Uh, you know, because you're not sure. He's so coked up, and, yeah, and he keeps doing more coke. Oh, he keeps doing it. Yeah, and he needs to pick up his brother. He goes he through all these brother. things, and and like Ray Liotta's uh, acting and the voiceover is great in that because it's getting very oh, it gets very fast, frantic, and his and and then his physical acting, his facial expressions, and then the way the film, the the way uh, Scorsese's moving the camera is getting very frantic, and yeah. the way Schoonmaker's cutting the scenes is getting very frantic, and the more coke he does, the crazier it does, and the faster it gets, and the, you know. <laughs> Like you, you really get the feeling of what it's like to be on yes. cocaine and this like paranoia and the cyclical mindset and this and this and this and this and this. I like when he goes to pick up his brother and then the doctor's like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, the doctor me... wants to check him out. The doctor, he's so sweaty and just yeah, looks so terrible. Doctor so who pale. is Clay Davis from The Wire? Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is that actor's name. Very young looking. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Corrigan, who a lot of people probably know mm-hmm. as a character actor, is Henry Hill's brother. They do look similar. They, he and Ray Liotta? Yeah, yeah, I did buy them as, as siblings. siblings. And he, even he, and he's like the helicopter, and he's like, oh, you're just paranoid. Right, exactly. You're but there crazy. really is a helicopter. There really is a helicopter. That's been following them, because you find out that the uh, the narcotics, whatever he calls them the narcos, I don't know if that's DEA or whatever, um, have been watching him for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tapping the phones. I did like in that sequence when he and Karen go to shopping. Yes. And they just look insane in the parking lot. <laughs> They're hiding behind things and they just... When I love all the weird stuff he has to do. Like, I have to take these guns to Jimmy because he's got some silencers yeah. that might fit them. And then they don't. So then, okay, well, that's all right. Well, I'll sell them to the guys in Pittsburgh. They always want guns. So I'll get my money back that way while I'm also doing this cocaine deal. And uh, And then that's kind of when it all comes crashing down for Henry Hill. 
Yeah. And then I do like that his brother's at home stirring the sauce. Yeah. I'm stirring. I'm stirring. Yeah. Like, once again, there's these very these very realistic moments of comedy throughout the movie. Yeah, because his brother's just kind of there. His brother's just a guy. His, his He's in a wheelchair. He seems like an okay guy. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, uh, and so, yeah, then, then that's when everyone gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, everyone in, in the cocaine racket gets arrested. Yeah, and Karen's dumping... Karen's dumping cocaine, cocaine in the toilet. the toilet. And then he had earlier uh, told Sandy to clean out all the dishes. All the of dishes. And she didn't, and the police find that. Yeah, oh, man, all of the Because Karen dishes. gets rid of all the cocaine in their house, but yes. then they find all the cocaine in Sandy's house. Oh, man. And that's that's when he's done for at that point. I didn't really think that Karen, uh, not Karen, uh, Sandy, Sandy would clean out those. <laughs> she just... But she didn't necessarily think that that would be sort of their downfall. No. Yeah. Because it's sort of tossed away like, hey, clean that up. Yeah, because hey, he says if anybody finds this stuff, they're going to put us away. Yeah, and they find and it. And the police do. are very... <laughs> the police are... Excited about that. They're psyched. Oh, man. Yeah. They're just cracking jokes and they're pumped. Yeah, they, they're they're loving this. Um, man, so much goes on in this movie. It's, it's, I'm tr- I'm trying to think back on all of it as many times as I've seen. It. I'm like, man, it's such a sprawling uh, film. But uh, so then that happens, and that sort of puts an end to Henry a little bit. And then um, it's implied that Jimmy is probably going to kill him, and uh, pretty much oh, tries yeah. to attempt to kill Karen. Oh, I definitely. I was just waiting for the shot. Yeah, when when he's telling her, and she's, you, and he's like, "Go get the dresses," and like, "Keep going, keep down going, the keep going," and then and then he indicates to go into one of these buildings where there's a couple of guys. There's a couple of guys, and it's very no, dark and pretty empty looking. Pretty empty. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there were dresses right in there. And then, uh, well, Henry freaks out because she got rid of all the cocaine, which I don't like. Okay, he still okay. thought he was going to make some money off of the yeah, cocaine. Yeah, and it's just like, of course, she got rid of the cocaine. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a good thing. That yeah, she did was. That. They were gonna find that. Right. I mean, he ended up getting screwed over because of Sandy. Uh, yeah. If anyone, he should be upset with her. He uh, should be very upset with Sandy. <laughs> we don't really know what becomes of Sandy. I mean, we can assume <laughs> she and Lois went to prison as I'm well. I'm guessing nothing good happened to Sandy. Right. Exactly. Um, and then uh, he goes to talk to Jimmy Henry, and Jimmy wants him to go to Florida. Yeah. And that would have been probably where he would have killed Henry. Yeah, he was definitely convinced so, that he was at, not coming back. At from that Florida. point, he he goes to Polly, who gives him some money, and then says, "I'm yes, done. I have to turn my back." Yeah, that scene was sad. I felt. That, that, <laughs> I, I like felt, how much you felt for Polly. I felt bad in that scene because Polly's like Polly's a gangster, but he seems like it, he's he's you know he's kind of a man of the neighborhood. He's not really a horrible guy. No, he like, didn't seem like a terrible person. He's not, he didn't want. He was like, "Don't get into drugs. Don't get don't, into drugs." Which you know, he was right about. Don't get into and don't drugs. don't team up with Jimmy and Tommy and yeah. everything. Everything he did. I mean, Polly kind of sees what's going to happen to Henry and tries to stop it. Yeah, because he see, I mean, I think he really sees Henry as like a protege. Yes. You know? Well, I mean, he was with him since he was a kid. Right. So. Exactly. He's always sort of watched out for Henry, and then I think that really that really hurt him. Yeah. And then he gives him $3,200, and that's the end what, of that. What, $3,200 for a lifetime? Was yep, that's what, that's what Henry says in his narration. Uh, yeah, he, uh, and so then, then that sort of leaves Henry with no one, and he has to uh, rat on his friends yeah. to, the, uh, to the FBI. I do like that he's insistent that in witness protection he doesn't get sent anywhere cold. I just don't want to go anywhere cold. He says that. I don't even know how many times. And I, I love that the, F- the FBI guy's like, I, we can't control yeah. that. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, that's not what's important right now. That that FBI agent is great. I did like the FBI agent. Because he's just like, you two 
don't understand the situation you're in. Like, yeah, because like Karen's like, well, you know, what about my parents? I can't leave my parents. And he's like, do you know what happens <laughs> if he goes into Winnipeg? They will you kill don't? you. Yeah, like <laughs> you guys are dead. All right, you, <laughs> we, this is it. You've got one option here. Yeah, that guy was great. He's just like. <laughs> I keep. I feel like I have to keep explaining the situation to you. Yeah, because it's real bad. Don't seem to understand. Yeah. what's happening? Exactly. Yeah, the magnitude of their situation. Oh, uh, that's a great scene. And so then, then we sort of end on this. Uh, that they arrest everybody. Mm-hmm. We see a bit of the trial. Yeah. Um, and then there's a really interesting scene where the narration stops and he starts addressing the camera. That was strange. Yeah, almost like a play. It was. He, he walks. Sort of steps he gets out up. Of it. He gets up off of the stand. I always assumed that the narration we hear in the movie is his testimony. That was always what oh. I sort of put together. That like that was, and even hers to a certain extent. Like oh, I this, didn't like, think about like, that. Uh, that. That's kind of what I always thought. Like this is at least their depositions of some sort. That definitely like their could confessions because they're very honest in their things very and very and, and and very inf- uh, informational as well. And then yeah, it is interesting the way he just he gets up and he starts talking to us directly. It was, I was just like, is he? What's he doing? Yeah. Um, and then the ending of this movie is really interesting. Yeah. He ends up in like a suburban neighborhood, He's in the suburbs, and he hates it. He hates it. And they have it? like a you know basically like a family car and yeah. he's in the bathrobe getting the paper and he's and, miserable and, and he's and very upset he's he ended up a schnook as he says yeah because he talks early in the movie about the people who just go to work every day and yeah they're schnooks that they don't take what they want right and then as the closing credits stated he tried to get back into being oh, a yeah. gangster again which is true henry hill did uh, get arrested for drugs again. I couldn't believe I'm just like, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was... Well, I think he just can't walk away from that. No, I mean, he did it for so long. Yeah, that he doesn't know how to be anything else but a gangster. So, And then eventually he and Karen did divorce. Was well. not surprised. <laughs> when, I, when that came up, was not surprised <laughs> they at all. They eventually split up. Henry Hill uh, just recently died, actually. Oh, did real, he? Yeah. Um, not that long ago, I think. I mean, I want to say either last year or, um, earlier this year. Oh. Or. I don't know who he was before today. Or so. three years ago. Oh, well, that's not uh, that long ago. Still, 2012, yeah. But I remember that, yeah, he died. Uh, he was 69. Wow. Um, but yeah, he, he was the subject of, uh, the book Wise Guy by Nick Pelleggi. and then Nick they Pelleggi. say. Yeah. A lot in the movie. Because that was wise the, guy. that's the term, yeah. That they, uh, it's interesting. His divorce wasn't finalized until 2002, even though they split up in 89. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's not hugely uncommon. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, uh, <laughs> he's an interesting guy. But all this stuff happened. These guys did these things. Uh, they killed Billy Bats. They, they don't get into, he, he was fixing college basketball games. What? Yeah. There's a whole documentary you can watch about that, actually. It's a 30 for 30 about oh, Henry weird. Hill fixing basketball games. That's a weird thing for him to be doing. So he was point. It was a point shaving scheme. So they were they were screwing with. Uh, he had he had referees in his pocket and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Um. Man. So yeah, that, that's something. I mean, he was doing way more than what the movie even, uh, even shows. So. Wow. Yeah. It, no. He <laughs> he was mixed up in a lot of stuff. Jeez, he was mixed up in everything. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, and then uh, Nick Pelleggi wrote this book, Wise Guy, about him, and then uh, Pelleggi co-wrote the movie with Scorsese. Oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah, and 
yeah so i mean that's and then that's sort of the end of of this it's interesting yeah the movie just sort of stops like it's it, kind of it does it really is like oh whoa that's just like yeah because it's so sprawling and it's just like well that's it he doesn't you know he, he nothing. ends up and he ends up where being the a person who right which is sort of a hates. fitting end to henry hill in a lot yeah. of ways like he it, it is he doesn't go to jail he doesn't die no. he ends up you know because everybody else goes to prison or they end up dead obviously mm-hmm. um but he, uh, yeah, he he just ends up stuck in the hell that he never wanted. Yep. So that he so was against, which is what happened to him. So uh, that that's you know, I mean, that's sort of a fitting like uh, literary justice or whatever for him. Oh but, yeah. But it's also um, what happened in real life. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about the style of this movie as well. We sort of went over the plot, but the style of this movie, the camera work in this movie, is some of the best. I think ever, uh, Scorsese's ever moving camera. It moves a lot. I also yeah. thought it was interesting the times when they would just freeze, like the film itself would yeah, freeze. Yeah, on an image. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't really see that in. No, you don't see people film. do that a lot because that's sort of like I, I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, why? Why should I stop the film? Like the movie movies move, right?" But Scorsese's like, "Let me stop," and then like, and then Henry Hill will keep talking. Yeah. You know. That was really interesting. Or when he also he can he does a whole montage of pictures. Yeah. Like like just like of them home photographs just of just like messing around yeah. and being normal people. Yeah, they look like photos you would see of people from the sixties and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Of them like when Henry's sleeping on the like, couch and, and Jimmy's, Jimmy's pouring water on him. Dumping water on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're oh they're just they're just buddies palling around. Yeah, they're just having the like, good dinner time. parties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, these are pictures anybody would have. The yeah. fact that they're gangsters or whatever it doesn't matter. Um, and then the uh, unending use of music in this movie. Oh, so many songs. Yeah, uh, so many. Pop I know songs. one of the first things that the Scorsese does on a movie is he'll go through the script and write in every song he wants to put oh, over wow. each scene. Uh, so you can look. I've seen if you watch the documentary on there, you can see his script where he's got like, okay, I'll play this here, this here. You know, there's just a little bracket that says this song, this song, this song. Because oh. um, the movie is really built around songs. It is. Including some very key uses of, I mean, I think the, the, um, Layla is probably the, the, the use of the Eric Clapton yeah. song. Layla is probably the most iconic with all the finding all the bodies. It's a very interesting song to have over. It's just, that it's just the end part of the song too. Like, yeah. Doo, 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 doo. Um, which I know you, you watch Community. I do watch Community. Do you remember the, the parody of this in the contemporary American poultry? They do this exactly. Yeah. Where they pull back and everybody's finding the remnants of things that Abed had destroyed of theirs. Yeah. Uh, much like they're finding all the bodies of the people in the left hands eyes. <laughs> it's not quite as... Right. It's not quite as brutal. As brutal as... That shot... I love the shot of the kids looking in the car and then oh, you pull man. up and you see the two the two Johnny Roast Beef and his wife. And then the bloody owners, uh, the like pink slip of the car. Yeah. He was so proud of that car. Right. And, that's, and that got him killed. And the guy in the... Yeah, Frankie Carbone, they put in the, the meat, meat truck. meat truck, and he's frozen. It took him two days to thaw him out two for the autopsy. Two days to thaw him out. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. I mean, he really sends a message that Jimmy sends a message when he's killing all those people. Oh, yeah. Um, about that. The guy who's in the garbage truck. There's two guys in the garbage truck. Two guys truck. in the garbage truck who yeah. those garbage men are... I like the, the look on that guy. Like, hey, wait, wait, what, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't see that a lot. Yeah. But then also the way he uses music to do the time periods as well. Because he's using like 50s songs into 60s songs into 70s rock. Well, you can use all 
kinds of music because of that. Yeah, so because he's using all the like the, the Copacabana scene is great because he's using uh, then he kissed me. Yeah, the thing which is great as well, and 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 frequently he's juxtaposing how happy the pop music is with the with how dark the imagery is. Yes, I mean in that Christmas party scene where he's getting mad at all these people, and but there, a very like, upbeat like, version of Frosty the Snowman, very poppy, is, yeah, is playing and. Over these people being like, you idiots, and but it's yeah. like this lovely Christmas music. Yep, he does that a lot. And then he uses, he has to, he's a, it's a Scorsese movie, he has to use a Rolling Stone song, and he uses Gimme Shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, which is key. He also does a lot with the camera, where like the camera will like do a whip pan and then zoom in really fast on somebody. Yes. He does a lot of that kind of stuff. There's, it's just, I think that's what's contributing to that speed of the movie, where it's just like everything is constant, it's in constant motion, and the mm-hmm. story's moving at this fast clip, and the camera's spinning and flipping and going over there and moving with people. and moves so much. Yeah, and so that's the thing. You don't get the sense that this is like a two-and-a-half-hour movie because it's just like, no. whoa. You're very invested in what's happening, and it's just it just keeps pushing ahead in story. It doesn't really stop moving. Right, exactly. Until the end. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, whoa. Oh, it's, it's done. Over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, that, that's, that's very much how it works. Now, I mentioned earlier that there is sort of a... It's not a sequel because it's not really it's not about these characters at all, um, but there's a sort of spiritual sequel. I, I always call it. It's called Casino. Um, that they made five years later. That has um, much of the or well, it has some of the same cast, um, particularly in the leads are Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Oh, um, and it's also written by Nick Pelleggi based on one of his books. It's also a true crime story. Oh, uh, and it's also directed by Martin Scorsese. And it has a very similar style. Um, its use of music is the same. Its kind of camera work is very, very similar. Hmm. It's set in a uh, in in the mafia. Um, it's also really good. Uh, and so, would you, having seen this now, would you be interested in watching a sort of spiritual sequel to this movie? I think so. I mean, you'd like to sort of. Go, I mean, to a certain, it's diff- It's a different movie. But it, it, I said it covers a lot of the same kind of ground from a different perspective. Yeah. And it, and it makes it in the same way. Hmm. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it, it's probably not as popular or as well-respected as Goodfellas. But well, I don't hear as much about Casino. Casino as I've heard people talk about Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas is a very – I mean, this is a very iconic movie. And, and having seen that now, we can talk about also that – I mean, how many times have you seen this stuff parodied or – homage a lot yeah that you recognize some of the stuff i mean obviously the community episode yeah there's a thing you frequently talk about in the mindy project where (laughs) danny castellano yeah his like idea of romance is that scene where he hands her the bloody bloody gun yeah that's like the most romantic scene to him yeah exactly that's the only way he can understand a romantic scene in another movie is to compare it to that scene in goodfellas uh yeah no, but I mean this is this is this movie really uh caught on with people in a big way and has become a very iconic classic. So, now you've seen it. Now I've seen it. <laughs> and you're glad you've seen it? Yeah. That's good. I did enjoy it. That's good. Um I forgot to talk about the scene where she where Karen like he's taking a nap. Uh-huh. Oh, and she, she points the gun at him. She points the gun at him and he's very calm. He's just like, "Karen, what are you doing? And she's <laughs> losing it. Yeah. But I I thought that was an interesting scene and then him hitting her and mm-hmm. being like, You don't you don't do that to me and Yeah. 
And I believe you said that now he's just like his father. I did say now he's just like his father. Yeah. Because uh, that's what his dad did. Yep. I think, they, I think that was on purpose. <laughs> um, but I just like the scene also after that where um, Jimmy and Polly are talking to him about, you know, <laughs> you can do what you want, but you go home to Karen at night. Yeah, you got to keep up appearances. Yeah, because we don't, she's crazy. Yeah, we don't need her. She's, we don't need her doing anything crazy. So right. you go home at night. Yeah, Karen's a threat to them. Yeah. Because uh, who we knows what she's going to she do or say. say. Yeah, so exactly. you go home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, is there anything else other than that, that you want to talk about in this movie? I don't think so. Okay, I think we've covered we've covered quite a bit of the movie. It's a long movie, and there's a long movie, and it's a there's a lot to cover. A lot happens. They pack a lot of story lot into happens. into those two and a half hours. Um, yeah, it's a very sprawling film. Uh, as is Casino. Casino's even longer. Uh, wow, Casino's like three hours. Um, wow, yeah. Uh, it's bigger in scope as well. Just what's happening and stuff, oh. and it is—it's a larger story. Hmm. Uh, it's about a casino. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> that title doesn't give it away. No, no, they really buried the lead on that one. They do. Um, okay, cool. So I think that's then that's going to probably do it for this episode of You Haven't Seen That. Yeah. Where we watched Goodfellas, and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for watching. Yeah, you took a, you took a while for. You to get me to watch this movie. Yeah. But but you look, you liked it. I did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Goodfellas is a good movie. Yeah. All right. And we'll see if you watch some other Martin Scorsese movies now in the future. Yeah, maybe I should. I hadn't realized how few. <laughs> just the one? Just the one. And then that the, that pilot of Board, Boardwalk Empire. And the pilot from. of Boardwalk Empire that I've seen. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So uh, I think that's going to wrap up another episode of You Haven't Seen That. Uh, I'm John Campbell. I still haven't come up with a closing line for this podcast, so we're just going to leave it in an awkward ending now. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, you can follow us at SeenThatPod on Twitter, and our email is SeenThatPod at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Yeah. 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 Yeah.